recorded live from an undisclosed location somewhere in Saratoga Springs, New York. This is a special eight-ounce edition of All Have a Beer and Talk, a show where I tell you about a beer, then I have a small amount of it because it's an eight-ounce episode, then tell you one interesting story that I read on the internet. My name is Gary, and I am your ever-so-slightly inebriated host. I am recording on the road, as it were. I am in my old stomping grounds in upstate New York, and by upstate, I mean just shy of 200 miles north of that place called New York City. This is a big old state, and uh, only a tiny bit of it is that city. Uh, yeah, I'm a little sensitive about that. I'm also recording this in a hotel room, so I'm a little echoier than usual, and I have a little bit of a, a buzz on my mixer, but hopefully it won't come through on the other end. Partially because I'm in upstate New York, and mostly because of the wee heavy I had last week in 80-plus degree weather, I've given the randomizer the week off and have gone with a local brew. I have Adirondack Pub and Brewery's Super Dort, a 5.6% ABV Dortmunder. It came as a shock to me, and will probably come across as a shock to you, that I have never come across this beer style before. I need to study up on German beer styles. That'll be fun! Or a disaster! A Dortmunder is a pale golden lager made popular in the 19th century in Dortmund, Germany. According to BeerAdvocate.com, they, quote, exhibit a classic clean character with notes of biscuit malts. Bitterness is akin to a German pilsner with an aromatic aroma. Mouthfeel is firm and even with an overall dry tone. Now, we had a few of these a uh, night or two ago, and both bottles effervesced quite dramatically on opening. So I'm going to open this in the hotel ice bucket to catch anything that may come spewing out of the bottle. Also, overnight, the beer has frozen in the bottle, so I think I've got it thought out enough to actually drink from it. So stand by for explosive carbonated release. And yep, it totally exploded. It is foaming out of the bottle as we speak, so good thing I put it in the ice bucket. Uh, I'm not going to pour it into a glass either because I'm a little pressed for time, so there's your beer mic for this week. It's difficult taking a sip out of a frozen bottle of beer that's continually foaming over, but that is, it's very hoppy and very tart. Very, very interesting. A little old super dort. So to set the stage for my one story this week, let's do a little role-playing here. You're a bat. You squeak, when you sleep you hang upside down in a cave, and when you're hungry you leave your cave to find tasty treats out there in the darkened world. I bet the last thing you're expecting when flying out the cave opening is a bunch of snakes hanging down in your path, ready to snatch you and your friends, right? Well, according to Gizmodo, that horrifying scenario is exactly what happens to Jamaican fruit bats in Cuba. A University of Tennessee, Knoxville research assistant professor by the name of Vladimir Donetsk was guiding a bird and mammal watching tour in Descombarco del Granma National Park in Cuba. He noticed Cuban boas hanging from a cavern ceiling and, instead of running far, far away from that cave like a normal person, he decided to get a closer look. Evidently, the boas bask in the sun all day near the cave entrance, but when the night starts to fall, they unfurl and begin lining up like a snake curtain hanging from the cave's ceiling. The cave is home to a colony of Jamaican fruit bats, who all start flying out of the cave at night to hunt. As the bats left the cave, they would have to fly very low to avoid the snakes or collide with them, providing a tasty meal for the serpentine opportunists. Then it's watched this behavior play out over eight days, and it seems that the snakes are aware of each other and coordinate this dangling in order to increase all of their chances of successfully catching bats 
than they would be able to catch individually. Visual observations suggested that most bats were able to avoid flying near boas when there were one or two boas present. But with three boas present, the bats had to fly either within striking distance from one of them, often colliding with the boas, or a very low height above the passage floor, Dynas explained in a paper published in the appropriate journal, Animal Behavior and Cognition. Dynas believes that the snakes are coordinating in some way, having figured out that by combining their numbers, they can increase the catch for all involved. Now, there is a possibility that the snakes aren't actually coordinating, that they just prefer to hang from the ceiling at certain spots, but based on Dynas' observations, the same snake didn't hang from the same spot at any time during the eight days, implying that the dangling behavior isn't just each snake's preferred spot to literally hang out. Herpetologists, which is just a fancy name for a snake studier, are dubious of Dynas' conclusion about snake collusion, which is possible. Wildlife ecologist David Steen from the Auburn University of Natural History points out that proving the apparent coordination behavior is difficult to prove without controlled experiments. Still, we live in a world where snake curtains are an actual thing, and now I am scared of caves. Kind of reminds me of the barnacles in Half-Life. Freaky. And that's it for this week. Um, if you wish to sponsor the show, you can do that by either visiting my sponsor, Pulp and Deckle, for all your papermaking needs. That's at P-U-L-P-A-N-D-D-E-C-K-L-E dot com. And you can also throw some money at me on Patreon, patreon.com slash iHabitRadio. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash I-H-A-B-A-T-R-A-D-I-O. I'll present to you a full show, and I'm back in the bunker next week. So, please tell your family, friends, neighbors, animals, plants, aliens, ghosts, and snake curtains about the show, and that they can find it on Google Play Music, on iTunes, on Podomatic, on Stitcher, and on Spreaker. And please send me feedback, story suggestions, and beer recommendations to Gary at pulpandeckle.com, or on the Twitters and Instagram at iHabitRadio, or even on the Facebook at facebook.com slash iHabitRadio. It's time for me to go. I will see you in the future. Bye-bye!